What's up, beautiful people? I'm Nathaniel Pearl. And I'm Sam Sheva. And welcome to Curious Chimps Podcast, a show where we explore the infinite complexities of the human experience. We do not endorse anything illegal. So please, consult the doctors, do your research, and for the love of all that is holy, be safe. All right, let's talk about drugs. Curious, curious, curious chimps. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually curious why that is. Why do we care what people do for a living? And I mean, like, I will ask another cliche, which is just the mm-hmm. opposite. I'll be like, what do you do for fun? Mm-hmm. It's more fun for people to answer most of the time, unless mm-hmm. they work all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anyone, like, identifies, I mean, most people, let's say, like, 80% of people I meet are not like, I do this, I love this job. Even if they love it, they don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. What's the... I don't instinct? know why we do that. I think, I think, am I okay on sound? Yeah, you're perfect. Okay, cool. Um, I don't have the answer, but I think... Speculate. Yeah. <laughs> theory, theory would be, I think, no matter what, humans just want to connect. And I think the way that we've been taught to approach connection is just a little distorted. So it's Ooh. just like we're taught mostly psychologically to connect first and foremost through kind of like complaints and gossip that's how we think we connect the best with other humans and so i think like people almost wait for like oh what do you do your real estate like oh do you like it you know like they're waiting for like an opening to find somewhere somehow to connect with this person so it's it's not like malintended but so if we can i think if my intention with that when somebody asks me like what do I do or who I am? And I just say I'm a human and I humanize, like I'm just living my life. (laughs) You (laughs) see a little, yeah. Well, what I love to say is like, you know, there's a little glitch that happens where they're like, wait, what? Like you're just being like, how dare you? You know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's like the whole concept. Show me how. That's the whole concept of cacophony. I don't know if you've, if you ever heard that term. Cacophony? Yeah. There's like, wow, that's a great word. There's a whole thing where like, these people just do these ridiculous things in public uh-huh. and it's to break that, that it's like to cause glitch. a glitch. Yeah. And like, they'll do something where <laughs> the whole idea, there's a few rules. It's like, you can't make money off this and it's, you know, the rules, it's just something like, I didn't know there were rules. Yeah. It's like, you, you can't, you're not supposed to monetize it. It's supposed to be just like a, a good, good intentioned thing. Interesting. So they did like, uh, I think in like Boston marathon, ma- yeah, the Boston marathon, they just ran the opposite direction, <laughs> dressed as tunas. <laughs> So they're going salmon. Salmon, yeah. Yeah. So they're just going through the crowd upstream (laughs) through everyone. Oh god, yes. Or the clown one. Did you remember remember that the clown one? That was on the metro or something. No. Yeah, there was so a a bunch of people dressed up as clowns Uh. and and like waited for the same bus but on different stops. Mm. So people just riding the bus to work that day, they would just kept like receiving clown passengers. Yeah, and they totally ignored (laughs) each other or were even surprised. Like, oh shit, what are you doing here? They're like, what? (laughs) Yeah, like. Uh, like that's weird a clown like i know i'm a clown but what the fuck are you doing and imagine just being that person it's like psychedelic yeah you're, you're literally what yeah and it it glitches you and reboot something i guess uh-huh. that's the philosophy is to shake the dust and like yeah well, that's get a, it. a new perspective thank god for those people i know i like it it's yeah. those people started burning man oh so, those people well <laughs> started those people <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the whole idea was 
That's pretty cacophonous, even nowadays. Wow, what a great word. Yeah, what does that mean specifically? What's the definition of that S- word? Sammy's the encyclopedia. Am I? Uh, fuck. <laughs> awesome. Sammy, the encyclopedia. <laughs> uh, it means, but it, it means like. Um, it's disruption, no? Yeah, disruption is a good oh, synonym. It wow. just means like. I use it often to say like noisy background. Mm. That's that's kind of the context, but I don't have like a dictionary mm. definition. Okay. If you're in a bar and there's that cacophony in the background, it's just like the murmurs Chaos. and the yeah. And it can be annoying. It's like it's not very there's no degree, I guess. Okay. But it can be Yeah. I I would say just disruption or like creating a glitch. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much the idea behind it is to get cuz we're all just operating in bubbles. Mm-hmm. Everyone's in bubbles within bubbles. And the cacophony is trying to pop those bubbles mm-hmm. in all settings, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when that happens, like people have that shock reality and then they're like, oh fuck. And then they just, there's a moment to just kind of get out of your seriousness and realize, hey, we're just humans. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not just going to work as a lawyer or something, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I really resonate with like Ram Dass's work talking about mm. that, like the different suits that we put on and like how funny it is, how people are so attached to them. <laughs> oh, for like, sure. It's hilarious. It's It's comical. Like, I think that was like one of the biggest things that I encountered in 2021. I did a lot of plant medicine in 2021. Mm, cool. And one of my favorite was Bufo, which is not plant, but it's uh, toad medicine. Yes. And uh, it's why it's a full ego death. <laughs> like you just like see ya, like you're gone, man. <laughs> and like your body processes whatever it wants to process. And you don't know what's going to come up. Like mm. you have no idea. And um, the first it was my third time I did it. And the first two times were very like emotional, releasing trauma, et cetera, et cetera. And then the third time I did it, I took it, I laid back and like you're like, you see symbols, like you're, you literally feel yourself leaving your body and I left. But sometimes if your body's like processing stuff, you can hear it as you're gone, Mm -hmm. like you're elsewhere, but you hear you processing whatever it is. And so I was gone, but I was hearing my body just laugh, like hysterical, like just insane amount of laughter, just like to the point I can't, I I remember feeling sensations of not being able to control it. And all I kept hearing was comical, comical. Like it's so comical. Everything is so, look how think, like you think it's so serious. How funny are you? Like so comical. And I just couldn't believe how funny it was. Just like life, just like this whole thing, like just so hilarious. 30 minutes of that. That's <laughs> it was great. <laughs> but, but that's psychedelics for me. It's always been like there's like a fine line. They bring you from super serious back to comedy within a like a snap of a finger. So it's mm-hmm. like they'll show you like some huge trauma in your life or something, and then just like make fun of you in a sense. Mm-hmm. And it just it's that, you mm-hmm. know. Thank God for that. I know. And then <laughs> fuck yeah because we get so attached to that the meat suit and the the idea of what the meat suit has went through Mm -hmm. and we think that's us Mm -hmm. and then you do something like bufo and it's just like no see ya see ya yeah you get like a full reset it's really interesting i would say i have to say it's like i think it's my favorite it's yeah it's my favorite 100 it's the most powerful Mm -hmm. it's really it's like you know our facilitator always says it's like the top of the of the whatever hierarchy but there's no hierarchy Bufo is? yeah oh wow i had no yeah. idea well there's no actual hierarchy but it's no no like, i know yeah, it's like out of all the psychedelic experiences that one is just like right to the truth that's the one yeah wow yeah i believe it, it yeah. i find it very clean very loving um i find it like you know you come in you do your prayer you have an intention but i also try to just surrender i'm like fuck it i don't know what's gonna happen i'm surrendered to you like 
you show me what I need. And then within an hour it's done and you just, you go home. Like there's no like, you know, when you do like wachuma or mushrooms or white, whatever, like all the things that you digest, like your body still has to process that out. Mm. That can take days, Mm. you know, Bufo, you smoke it. So you smoke it, you have it. It's an hour. It's done. See ya. And then there's integration. Have you had reactivations? Yeah. 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 Like, because for those listeners who've never done it, it's like sometimes it can just, you have a vision out of nowhere and you're just back in the bufo space like a week later. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's why they say like to not do any other plant medicine close to it. Mm. Uh, I think they say like two weeks. Yeah. Something like that. Um, I remember, I don't remember what I had experienced, but I remember having it and being in it a week later and just being like, this is very weird. I think I was at a coffee shop too. It was, it was like strange. I was just like, I don't. I don't know what's happening, but I don't yeah. freak out over that stuff. So I was just kind of with it, just but it's very it. interesting. Yeah. Was it like a dissociation sort of? Like this yeah. Kinda... It was like a, and I'm just kind of like, oh, I'm uh. like not in my body for a second. And then I'm like observing the whole coffee shop and I'm just like here and I'm like, everything is fine. I'm a human. <laughs> I think. I don't know. I have a human. At least. I have a human. <laughs> I, have, I, like I have a human. <laughs> I wonder if you, I, 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 this question is for both of you guys because I haven't done it yet, but mm-hmm. like, um, do you think set and setting matters a little less because it's such a, a powerful like disconnection or reset or uh, ego death? Like environment you're saying, like where you do it, who yeah, you do your it Your mindset. I'm, I'm sure that's always important for, huge, for yeah. getting in and mm-hmm. getting out. But mm-hmm. like if it's so gone, you know, like mm. is it, does it matter less in a way? I think or? it matters more. More especially with something that it makes you so fragile and vulnerable, like a 5-MEO experience with a Bufo, you're just, you need that set of comfort and safety because mm-hmm. you're, like she, she said, her body was doing its own thing and she was f- chilling with fucking, with a Buddha and whatever. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> if, mm-hmm. if you're not in a great environment, you don't know what your body can do, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the first... Um, I've actually never shared this, but I've shared about my Bufo experiences, but yeah. (laughs) So my first one, actually, um, it was my friend had recommended me the guy. And so I trusted her. So I trusted him. Um, And I don't think we talk about this enough. Like, I think a lot of people are like, oh, my experience was so grand and it was this and it was that. But there's things that we have to be very careful of when it comes to medicine work. And I don't think we talk enough about that. Um, you know, I have some friends who facilitate like combo or mushrooms or ayahuasca or whatever, and they've waited years mm. to be facilitators and they are completely devoted to the plant, devoted to the practice, devoted to the environment, just the whole process. Like there's integration before there's consultations, there's the process, there's after, you know, the aftermath, there's the safety, there's, there's layers to it. And you know, that experience for me, because it's such an ego death and because you leave your body and it's a new medicine, like you don't know how it's going to work. But basically I like, I thought I was going to the guy's place. Turns out I was going to his place, to his friend's place, not knowing I get there. There's an extra four people Hmm. that are going to support me. I'm like, I paid for a private ceremony i'm not really understanding why there's four other individual i've i don't know who they are Mm. that are in this with me like not enjoying this already but 
you know, in those moments, again, like those, yeah, you, you kind of just like, oh, I'm just going to deal with it because like, I don't want to seem judgy because I'm literally around spiritual people. And like, I shouldn't be the one who's like mm, putting boundaries down because God forbid, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And, um, yeah, I ended up doing the ceremony with all of them. And I like, I left my body. I don't remember anything at all. Zero. I come back in my body and I have hands all over me and I'm like uh, a little confused mm. and I'm f- and I hear I'm not fully back yet but I'm hearing one of the girls making a joke about my butt and then another guy being like haha you're interested kind of th- and I'm like what the fuck we are in a process a sacred space for medicine work and you guys are like taking advantage of me like nothing happened Mm. but still you know and I had my friends with me like two of my friends and they're watching this and they're and then I hear them saying um can you guys not mention something and can you could you not like what is going on Mm. and these are people that are facilitating I will never mention names but these are people that are facilitating and I I can't get over that like it it really shocked me really shocked me so when I did Bufo the next two times, it was with people who are like, I spoke about that experience to them and they just couldn't believe it. They were like, oh my God, yeah. this is outrageous. Um, and that experience was way better. Like so much safety allowed me to have my experience. You know, you have the prayer, you smoke it, they lay you down. You have a full, probably as big as like this room mm-hmm. is like full mattress because they know the body can just, you know, flip around and do all kinds of shit and after that i was they just let me have my experience they don't touch me they don't rush me they don't rob me of my mm. journey that that saddens me you know because people get hyped up mm-hmm. and they may have went to the wrong facilitator or something maybe ill-intended or maybe not even but just not clear Mm-hmm. and then they have an experience like that, and thankfully you got out of it good, yeah. and you continued your medicine work, but yeah. for some people that can just be like... Traumatic. Traumatic. Like, <clears throat> you're going in trying to heal trauma, <laughs> and it's very easy to come out with more trauma, mm. and like, no one talks about that. Why? It's There's like a tiptoeing, like, you know, walking on eggshells well, that happens. Yeah, There's something with, with these kind of cultures where it kind of also gets a little bit hijacked by like this toxic positivity in a sense, Mm -hmm. you know, and you see that a lot and you wouldn't expect to see it in the medicine world, but it does happen. Huge. And the medicine world is like so honest and pure. Like how did that seep into it? But that's just the ego, I guess it gets in there. Yeah. And I think like, you know, there's two sides of this. Like I could, I could easily stay in that state of like being angry that these people and they they charged me like triple the price too. Me not knowing how much it costs, like yeah, yeah. they charged me like seven hundred dollars, which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so there's a part of me I can like you know stay angry at that, or I can just again. First of all, I really don't think that they had bad intentions. I actually do think that they want to help people. I want I know I trust that they actually want to serve. Like that is really the the core intention. And then there's like other layers on top. You know what I mean? And we're all human. We're all trying our best. Mm. You know, we're not perfect. I get that. And we have to be so open for feedback. Mm. Like, I wish that this person came to me after and was like, hi, like, I want to know how was your experience? Like, 
you know, um, wow, I completely forgot about this. Yeah. The next day he, he was married and he was like, he had asked me out to lunch the next day. Like I'm in such a vulnerable state. No, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? For sure. But I wish like if, if he was open for feedback, it would have been great because I would have been able to share with him like, Hey, actually didn't feel comfortable with this. Didn't feel comfortable with that. I don't think this is okay. Um, but if there's no space for willingness to grow and to look beyond how we are currently serving, Mm. like shit. (laughs) Anyways, not to bring this conversation. No, it's great. I I think think it's just like, this is a phenomenal avenue to take though, because this is the side of psychedelics that isn't always addressed. Yeah. You know, and the way I look at it, um, because I, well, allegedly facilitate the, the five mm-hmm. and upon, so before, prior to five, I was serving NN DMT. Never heard of that. It's just the same DMT, just mm-hmm. slightly different. It's the one everyone talks about seeing aliens. Mm. Like it's more visual. Interesting. It's cool. It's, it, but it, in terms of lessons, you don't really gather the, the kind of. It's like an experience. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like a roller coaster ride mm. in psychedelic world. Cool. But, the, but there is value in that. So mm-hmm. I remember I smoked a little bit before I had two people coming and I don't know what happened. Like I smoked a tiny, tiny dose mm. and I just like after the inhale, I just like postured up and it wasn't even me. And like something was talking through me and mm-hmm. it kept saying, and I was talking out loud. It's like, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. And I'm like, I'm saying this out loud. It's like, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. And that's beautiful. Oh, Preach the fact that you don't know what you're doing Yes, and preach the unknown as, as, um, a member of like a student with the other students yes. and honor the unknown. Yes. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then they came and I was just the fucking <laughs> speech I gave them and the prayer again, like, we don't know what we're doing and it's beautiful. Let's just celebrate it. And you know, and that's what mm. I think some people lose is when they think mm. they know. Yes. And that seeps into the experience. So it's mm-hmm. like their method is the method mm-hmm. and their doing is the doing mm-hmm. and not the medicine itself. Mm-hmm. And so, ultimately in that space, like you're not making it about you anymore too, exactly. right? Like you're stepping out exactly. and you're just allowing what wants to come through to come through. But it's like, you're letting the other people have their experience mm. not making it about you you're just like hey i'm here and i'm here and that's Ooh. it dot you know point final the way facilitator I, yeah. yeah it's in the name yeah. yeah at the deepest layer of that word like i tell people i'm like I, my job is your i'm your flight attendant i'm gonna mm-hmm. make sure everything is clear in physical reality and your journey is your journey yeah. you don't have to worry about fucking anything Right. And just experience. Yeah. And that's all we could offer. Yeah. It's like, don't ever think that you pouring water in their throat. Cause I, there's some facilitators that do some weird shit I've mm. seen on YouTube. Mm. Like mid experience, just pour water down the person's throat. Why? <laughs> to, to, uh, to create more breath or something. I have no, there's no good reason. Like, <laughs> there's no like, good reason. There's no, I'm not I can't even think of answer. like one. I know. Yeah. Like risk to benefit. Maybe they're thirsty. <laughs> Maybe they'll drown. <laughs> <laughs> well, the guy's out. He's like this and he's just pouring water in his throat and he's gargling and like literally on death's door and then he just has this crazy revelation or whatever. But what? like, you don't need to do that. You could chill. The medicine is just as more powerful than anything we have. So, yeah, you know, and this kind of brings me to like just even the thought of people who force shit and like energetically anything that you try to push and force, you're literally causing more resistance mm-hmm. because think about it. If you're it, it, anything you avoid to anything you're trying to keep away, whether it's in like your physical reality or whatever, you're just you're going, no, 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 or pushing or pu- like whatever that energy is. I don't know if you've 
read any of David R. Hawkins' work, but Push uh, Power Versus Force, his book, is he explains a lot about that. But um, it requires a lot of energy to keep that away, to push something versus just allowing Mm. and like letting things literally flow. And I think a lot of people go into medicine work trying to push and force subconsciously their healing journey Mm. And it just causes more resistance and they don't know why or how. And it's very, like I said, it's subconscious. They, I don't think they, they know that they're doing it. Um, and ultimately just causes more resistance and distortion and push and force and fatigue. And like now they get very drained and it's exhausting mm. and this whole thing and they can't figure it out. And it's like, yeah, cause you're still trying to push and force your healing that's not the answer. That's not the way. Like I got caught in that loop a couple years ago and I couldn't figure out what was happening. And I realized over time that I was forcing, I was trying to force my healing because if I wasn't healed, I wouldn't be loved. Hmm. So let me fix all my shit now so that I can finally be whole. So I can finally be loved and accepted and be all the things, which it's very backwards because I'm already whole. Mm. It's relatable though. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I just got punched in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> in a good way. That's, that's <laughs> people tell me I I'm very penetrated with my words. So like there's a there's a I don't know what this is, but it's cool that I can do that. Yeah, no, it's it's <laughs> potent. Yes. It's like on the money. I don't know how to it's like great. Yeah. I love that. I don't know. Uh, so can I ask like what's coming up for you with that little love punch? Uh, well, resistance in general and this mm-hmm. idea of the unconscious, it was really like my ears were perking up and mm. I'm just like, I'm seeing it. It's like semi-conscious and mm-hmm. I'm still doing it in mm-hmm. a lot of avenues and I don't know how to stop it. Mm. It's so reflexive. It seems like the easier thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like the, the, um, there's effort and nuance and a lot of like just consciousness and, and a- admission and acceptance. There's so much work. Mm-hmm. going into doing nothing mm-hmm. not resisting mm-hmm. it sounds like it should be easier mm-hmm. but it's not for me yet mm-hmm. i don't know like there are these days or moments you know mm-hmm. where you just kind of the flow is there mm-hmm. and then when it's not there's like a different flavor of flow mm-hmm. and that's what's blown my mind recently mm. but i mean that that's new to me and I'm still kind of exploring that. So it's like, Mm -hmm. there's this dance, there's this thing with acceptance. It's kind of the same thing you were talking about with the facilitators. Like there's Mm -hmm. people don't want to talk about things because there's, there's no nuance and it's just harder to have like a long form experience and to actually dissect and to actually understand. And it it gets, uh, what's the word? I don't know. It gets like, it's, it gets draining, Mm -hmm. you know, and you, well, the Royal you, like I, Mm -hmm. I guess in my experience, like Mm -hmm. I do want, something to happen soon mm-hmm. and you're putting pressure mm-hmm. and it's like you know I'm, I'm picturing something physical that like you're putting pressure on and it just gets mm-hmm. denser mm-hmm. and you're like oh this is not working Mm-mm. so then it's like you have to let go and for some reason it's, it's like meditation like the less you do the more everything just falls back into place mm-hmm. and it's like a chinese finger trap well i guess they're peruvian actually but the you know what i mean like mm-hmm. the more you struggle the harder it is and it's yeah Sometimes you're in a situation where you really want to struggle. So you're like, ah. yeah, it's a, it's a, humans it's a are skill. very addicted to chaos and they want to feel from what I've noticed, people want <clears throat> to feel like they deserve what's on the other side of their suffering. Oh, that's, 
clever. Yeah. Shit. So they'll keep like doing it, like kind of like the hard work. Like I remember one of my ex partners years ago, I, I was like, it's not about working more or harder. It's just about like really understanding how your energy functions in the world. And that's it. Like, mm-hmm. it's really fucking simple. And I was like kind of poking him and I was like, come on, man, like stop this bullshit, you know? And he was like pretty vulnerable and we're talking about things and it finally came out. He's like, I want to feel like I fucking deserve it. And I was like, but there's your problem. That's where the, that's where it is. That's that you're never going to feel that way. Mm. So you're going to keep chasing something that's never there over and over and over and over again. The fuck is the solve? <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> what, what after that? Yeah. yeah. Then what? Then what? And really? then what's the point this whole time? Yeah. That's like, <laughs> that's like chess with yourself. Uh-huh. <laughs> Literally. Like you ever, mm-hmm. you ever done that? It's stupid. I've never it played can, that. No, I've never <laughs> played chess with myself. <laughs> it's we were talking about it in the car, but like I, I haven't played it myself. Though. It's it's uh, it's eventually you just pick a side you want to win. Mm-hmm. It's not a real game. Mm-hmm. You're not up against someone who you who will surprise you. Mm-hmm. So you just start favoring. You know, it's it's mm. it's silly and like masturbatory, mm. but it's but maybe only at the end. Like mm. it really just feels like a normal game and then drops off. I mean, I'm not like some chess master or something. Right, really right, right. But still. But I feel like it's a really good comparison because like, I don't know, there's this, it, I don't get it. Like I love putting things into words usually and like mm-hmm. I'm just stumped here. <laughs> yeah. Like you just stop resisting. Mm-hmm. But like, then you still resist and you're like, no, stop. And it's just like this, yeah pendulum mm-hmm. and then you're like why what? there's well there's layers to this like we've first of all you have to look at like the bigger picture i think our entire world our environment our society everything has taught us that it's not safe and secure for us to do nothing because hmm. if we do nothing we're lazy we're unsuccessful we are whatever there's all kinds of labels right so no matter what we've been shown in marketing in the patriarchal system in our schooling system in the work system every everything has shown us that it's not okay to not do anything we've literally put money work um status quo on a pedestal we've been raised in a codependent society and just from that we don't feel safe just by letting go and just being because we always have to do something over and over and over again. And then we like feel responsible for other people's realities. So if I don't do this, then mom is going to be upset. And if I choose to feel like this and she's responsible for my feelings and I'm responsible for his. And so it's realistically, if you still are operating from this programming, of course, if you think that like, you trying to do nothing and just being in your body and just practicing the beingness of the being in that there's alarms going off in your body going, this is not okay. Cause this is happening. This is happening. This is, this is not okay. This is not okay. Warning, warning, get up, get up. So we have to practice to be aware of the reactions of the alarms in our bodies and just witness them and talk to them, acknowledge them, go, Hey, I understand. Like you feel this is real. I'm here to tell you it's not. And this is the new the new story. This is the new reality. The more I'm practicing just being and doing nothing and the safer I feel in that, because it's all about the body, 
The mind is great, but the body is a whole other thing. Mm. And the, the less I do, the more I am. The more fun I have, the more money I make. The, the more in flow I am, the more aligned I am. Great. Now there's like a relief of like, mm. oh shit. I was like, why did I hold on to all that for so long? Yeah. And then we can just have a lot of compassion for ourselves, you know, like, oh, I held on to pressure because dad told me I needed to be something when I was five. Oof. Okay. You hear those kind of stories so much. Mm-hmm. It's like they, on the surface, and that label game we were talking about before the podcast is like, they're very accomplished in mm-hmm. physical reality, material world, whatever. Mm-hmm. But underneath all that is not always there's like people that are just nailed it and just doing their thing and they're loving every moment. Of it. But there's a mm-hmm. lot of stories and people he- could resonate with this where someone would felt pressured into this career path, mm-hmm. whether they're a surgeon or doctor or a lawyer because their father was, mm-hmm. you know. And so how do you how do you go about someone like that where they're just living this life where they never really wanted to. Mm-hmm. And then they're just, I'm here now miserable, rich, but miserable in a sense. It's like the archetypal story. Like, are you asking me where do I start with well, just like, like acknowledging with well, someone like, like that? Having someone like, like a revelation, oh like God. just do nothing and just like, you know. Right. Well, I don't believe in extremes mm. because like if you hit one extreme, like let's say you were, power hungry, money hungry, career hungry, you know, all this materialistic only life, usually energetically what's going to happen is you're going to hit another extreme in order to find your flow again. That's just kind of how it works energetically. You can't fuck with that. Yeah. So, and that's not up to anyone except for their own experience. If they allow that to happen, Mm. which it can happen, it cannot not happen you know, a big thing within my work is like, I just realized like, I can't, I'm not, I'm not God. Mm. Like, I'm not going to tell you what's best for your journey. Like only you're going to experience that. And if you want support, great. So if they want to, they might, they might experience another end of the extreme. That's why extremes are not really bad because then they will find harmony at some point. Well, yeah, because it keeps swinging, right? And then you have to find a middle ground. Exactly. So then you experience other people that are kind of like, like Mm. numb and you're like that's almost worse because they won't get out of it they're just kind of like floating around Mm. so when i experience people in their extreme it's not good but it's kind of good because i'm like at some point in time they're gonna find their harmony that's just how energetically it works yeah amazing so like the shit's happening right now yeah huge extreme for the last two years i'm Mm. like it's not that bad Mm. we have been in the other extreme for a very long time this is bound to happen Mm. And that means at the end of the day, there's going to be harmony. I'm happy you put it into words like that because like I used to joke with Sammy. It's like anything I would do, mm-hmm. I would go to the max, to yep. the end result and like to the far extreme of that limitation. Mm-hmm. And then that's how I would, that's like my default mode. Mm-hmm. And then I would find, yeah, it worked, but I mm-hmm. found my middle ground. But now mm-hmm. it's just like, it just feels a lot calmer and a lot more mm-hmm. balanced. Mm-hmm. But it took years of just fucking. I get it, man. I was <laughs> there too. Like, you know, it's. Yeah. And you don't really know till you're in it. Yeah. Right. And then you experience it for yourself and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. That was crazy. But that allowance to allow it to flow because then eventually it will reorganize itself. Mm-hmm. So. Look at nature. Yeah. It has its own cycle. Like, who are we to judge what nature is? Like, even just this morning with the snow, I get on Instagram. All these people are complaining. I'm like, first of all, stop complaining. About the weather. About the weather. 
I'm like, imagine this. Like there's this one person I have in mind. I love him so much, but he, he fucking annoys me with the complaints of the weather. Like, because I'm like, it feels, it feels like judgment of the natural cycles. That is so fucking beautiful. Mm. Like you're judging something that is natural. It's kind of like you're judging a pregnant woman. Mm. Like, She's just birthing something, man. She's birthing life. Like, well, how could you judge that? I don't know if that's my mind taking it to the extreme, but like, that's what it feels <laughs> like in my body. I'm, and imagine, okay, you spend 30 minutes complaining when you're taking the snow off your car. You get inside, you complain for another 30 minutes. Okay, let's say we have four to five months of winter. Times that by all the weeks in those times, you're literally spending 150 hours in five months just complaining about the weather. Yeah what a waste and it's ironic because i'm complaining about this dude complaining about the weather (laughs) (laughs) that's that's derived some wisdom out of it though but i get you like it's 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 um it seems like circular it seems pointless yeah it's kind of like um it's not a healthy extreme like you were saying before like you're you're going around like i don't know when you were saying that i pictured people running through a forest with like blindfolds on oh and someone who's like not visiting extremes mm-hmm. might be going on like around in circles yeah but, but the other people are just f- like sprinting hitting trees and hitting mm-hmm. trees exactly <laughs> totally so you're gonna let's say make a map faster with the guy running but mm-hmm. you're gonna have like concussions also you know mm-hmm. like, it's a totally. weird analogy but you're gonna have better no, stories <laughs> yeah yeah you're gonna have better stories. that's a good point <laughs> yeah I liter- well him and another friend of mine uh, do this thing where they explore extremes and it's mm. uh fruitful mm-hmm. you know i tend to be more the guy going in circles mm-hmm. so i'm like okay I realize I'm going to go to extremes as well. Like that is in itself Mm -hmm. like a limit or an an extreme. And you're going to burst out of it one day, maybe in an unhealthy way, because Mm. like you just have to eventually. And that kind of goes back to the complaining thing. Yeah. It's just a cycle. It's just nature. Nature's not balanced. It's constantly finding equilibrium. Mm. It's fucking chaos. I mean, in in a good way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love it. What? Like, think of that example, 150 hours or 100 hours of complaining. You know, it's like a few days worth. Learn guitar. Yeah. But (laughs) but but even as simple as just switching that to gratitude, you know, all those moments of uh, just like, oh, you know what? Fuck, at least uh, I, you know, I'm alive. That's You start at the most basic fucking line and then you can add to that. Mm -hmm. And then all that 150 hours or 100 hours is like, instead of that negative loop. 100 hours. You just switch it to something positive. I could literally have... 70 i'm just thinking about this i can have 70 coaching sessions there you go 70 yeah that can transform someone's life in 100 hours in 100 hours and i think part of it is just recognizing your pattern and and kind of interrupting it so you're complaining about the Mm -hmm. weather and just add that gratitude and add that moment and Mm -hmm. then you just you're ending that cycle Mm mm-hmm and then maybe it becomes 10 hours or 20 hours complaining. And mm-hmm. then you just saved 90 hours of your life, mm-hmm. you know? Even mm-hmm. if you don't counterbalance it, like it's a huge win to just be like, oh, okay, I'm like destroying my day. Mm-hmm. Just complaining about the wet. Like mm-hmm. I literally compare, you know, when someone's like mad at somebody else, mm-hmm. I say like, it's like you're getting mad at the weather. Like you can't control it. So, so that's, exactly. a, that's like a useful comparison or yeah. like a metaphor or whatever so for someone to get mad at the weather i, mean, I know I've, I've done it too like sometimes we all do you. we're human yeah. yeah we're all gonna f- trip up you know a hundred percent but like even, <laughs> even taking it to like the deeper level of all of this i really don't feel like i'm speaking loud am i speaking loud enough it's really tell. good we okay, might be great. yelling it's perfect okay i'm excited I'm like, okay <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can see your levels there it's like okay yeah oh yeah that is really loud yeah, yeah no so that's that you loud? go for it hello Hi, how's it going? See, I'm not that loud. It's pretty good. Okay. 
I think. Okay. We might be a little... Uh, sorry, it's, people. <laughs> this is the real podcast game. It's great. Oh, this is better. Oh, when, so much better. you laugh, it's spikes. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Okay, this is great. Thank you so much. I, I was you. getting annoyed of that. I got you. Um, I just talk far in case. No, you're good. <laughs> you're good. I laugh super loud too. Okay, so back to this whole... What I find so interesting in all of this and what I was literally explaining to my friend about his complaints of whatever he's at and and let's say even if like you know he he was going through a day where it's not specifically as clear as he'd liked it to be just like in his own experience or you know the next thing into work he just doesn't like the discomfort he's like i can't wait to get out of this i can't wait for summer i can't wait for blah 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 blah. and what i was explaining to him was like okay if you're looking at nature first of all which is all cyclical she's chaotic there's no plan. She's just being. She's mm. dying and she's rebirthing every single minute. Your discomforts, your natural cycle of life, the way that you're speaking, yes, it's very like surfacey that you're saying like fuck this weather, but really the way that I see it and the depth that I am, I'm literally witnessing you trashing your own feminine energy. You are literally saying you're not okay with your own natural cycle. Because you expect things to be linear. And that is really sad for me to witness. Because, and this is where most people have been in for a very long time. They've been stuck in the masculine energetic of the collective for a very long time. Where things are goal-oriented. They're go, go, go. Do, do, do. That's why it's really hard for all of us to be in the being. Mm. Because that's connected to the feminine. And so we witness these things that are completely chaotic. They They don't make any sense. And they're constantly just over here, over there, up and down and around. And we're, but we're so attached to what it means or what it doesn't mean or how it's going to be that we don't give her the full permission to just be. And we try to keep her in this container of control and she doesn't have the space and it just creates more. Mm. Kind of like that resistance that we were talking about. So imagine what it would look like if we just took the time to really understand our own feminine energetic which means our own emotional, intuitive, chaotic, not understanding what the fuck's going on, but we're having this experience of just energy moving through our bodies and having different experiences and dying and rebirthing and grieving and being happy and being playful and having orgasms and whatever, like, wow. Mm -hmm. And we're not trying to control anything. So then there's, there's less attachment to the discomfort and the comfort. So now we're really just being. Hmm. I wonder what that looks like in, let's say, casual conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Is it What silence? are those? <laughs> yeah. No, but really it's like, like you know, I guess we, we even kind of touched on it at the beginning mm-hmm. at the top of the podcast. Like sometimes you just, you need a way to bridge. You just want to find connection sometimes in a, from yeah. a bad intention. Just like, I'm mm-hmm. afraid I want to make sure you're not crazy what do you do for a living tell mm-hmm. me what you do every day tell me yeah. how you think about stuff right mm. and it's it's so i can put you in a box so that i feel more in control of whatever is going on between this connection just like the weather just like and i mean that's that's language yeah. in itself that's why mm-hmm. my my conclusion was like maybe it's just like a kind of confident silence mm-hmm. which is weird to bring up in a podcast first of all but also really not easy for a lot of people mm-hmm. even some of my closest friends i mean mm-hmm. look i have my own anxieties that will even be triggered or explored like with them mm-hmm. 
but I, I'm always surprised when like they get like chatty Mm. and I'm like I've known you for like decades like I just want to be with you we don't Mm -hmm. have to talk Mm -hmm. like you Mm. seem like nervous Mm. oh like they're not okay in silence or like yeah okay interesting I mean I'm sure I do that too but like I guess I just have some recent examples so it's like Mm -hmm. on my mind Mm -hmm. I just find it strange like the the worst thing would be to tell them to that they're talking too much. Right, then right. Because then now you're like head. shaming yeah. them about like their little insecurities. But I get, I mean, in all sincerity, though, back to that like, the question, like mm-hmm. what what does that look like? To uh, well, like in like day to day, like it doesn't have to be. I don't. Mm-hmm. I said casual conversation. I guess uh, tongue right. in cheek, but like literally. So, from what again, from what I've n- witnessed from my experience, because I don't have the answers to everything, obviously, but. I just, I find this like, so this is like my shit. Like I find this so fascinating. So someone had told me this in Austin um, and it came out of nowhere. And it was like, we were like in a kitchen at a friend's place and we're, we're making tea or something. And she just, she said this in passing. And it was one of those moments I'm like, I don't even know if you remember what you just told me, but it was like just perfect divine timing. But she looked at me and she goes, never forget this. Everything begins and ends with the feminine. Everything. And I was like, wait, what? Like women? And I was like, no, no. The feminine energy, meaning mother nature. Like everything begins and ends with the feminine. And the more I explored that, the more I realized that emotionally, intuitively, energetically, the feminine always leads. Like nothing would happen between a man and a woman unless the woman's heart is open. There is an opening somewhere, somehow in her body that's going, I'm available. And this is like the next level of radical honesty for ourselves because a lot of things happen. I don't know why this happened. Like I didn't want this. And it's like, well, a part of you somewhere, somehow, I'm not blame. It's not a blame thing. It's just a, it's a honesty. It's a radical honesty and ownership of no matter what, everything is led by the energies first and then it shows up physically in the reality. So that would mean the masculine. So in those moments, I'm saying this because when we speak, when we are in communication with other humans, I think it's just important to recognize that how you feel, how you are emotionally and energetically will always lead the conversation beyond your words. 80% of communication is your energy and who you are. It is not about what you say, right? Like even though my words are amazing and whatever, it's my energy that's penetrating you. It's not my actual words. It's what I am putting in that word and then sending it over to you intentionally. Mm. So in those moments of people kind of, you know, operating whatever you want to call it, like maybe a little numb, maybe a little trauma response, a little insecurity response, whatever. In those moments, I think it's normal and easy to kind of go into judgment. And the courageous thing is to be vulnerable with myself first and go, actually, I'm not comfortable that you're not comfortable. Hmm. So let me just voice that because <laughs> that's vulnerable as shit. <laughs> and just be like, can we do something that's like a little, let me, can we just like get up and shake or something or like, <laughs> can we hug or like, like what's on your heart? Like, can you tell me what's on your heart? Is there anything on your heart? Can I share what's on my heart? (laughs) 
And then there's like, but even just like witnessing that, yeah. there's like, I saw your shoulders come down and little laughter came out. Hmm. And now it's playful again. I just want that in my life so much. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be able to give it and get it all day. So like mm-hmm. I could I honestly couldn't help. I'm sure most people, when you start talking about that, you mm-hmm. start noticing. Yeah. You know, it's like someone telling you like about your breathing. So you start yeah. noticing your breathing. Yeah. So it's like I almost got rigid for a second. <laughs> like, what are my signals right now? You're like, and then my brain just went, just listen to her. Just just stop. Stop. That's <laughs> always funny. It's always Yeah. Silly. So it's like coming deeper into the body, into the heart. Essentially, it's a cacophony moment. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> it is. It's, you're just getting comfortable in the chaos is like what it's all about. Yeah. Mm. Right. So again, like the, f- the feminine, like if chaos is feminine, like how can I be more certain of my masculine mm. with the feminine? So the masculine energy is very present, still like unshakable. Like it's the rocks in the river. So the river's just being blah, 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 all over the place. She's chaotic, whatever. She's flowing. She's not thinking about where to go, where not to go. And this rock is just being a rock, not mm. taking things personal, not tripping out, just like chilling. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. Not even reacting. Nope. Just experiencing. Just literally being yeah. a rock. And that gives it more space for the feminine to just come through, which is, again, the energetic, the emotional, the heart, like the juice that everyone so desires, right? Yeah. Like, we all want that. <laughs> Our noodles are cooking. <laughs> which is great. <laughs> it's great yeah. It's very yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. So how does one who's so male dominant or masculine dominant start to penetrate that feminine side? I would say plant medicines, but (laughs) 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 that's just me. Well, if we didn't have any of those, imagine then what, you know, how would we navigate this? So I think when it comes to the way I look at the masculine is that I don't, I don't fully believe there's anything toxic. I think it's just an immature uncultivated masculine energy in the world Mm. because i think again if we keep saying it's toxic it's going to be it's going to keep being toxic so okay let's just look at this energy that's it's not cultivated it's not mature yet it's kind of like the little boy so how can we support that to kind of like rise up and to be more in its like pillared warrior loving strong energy that's just like okay being a rock Mm. I think first and foremost is just to recognize that you're there or not there, number one. Number two, I think it would be, well, what type of life do you want to live? What do you want your experience to be? Because if there's no willingness, there's absolutely no path that is being created whatsoever for you to evolve into anything. Hmm. So if there's not a willingness at all, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. So there's got to be a a willingness and it can be very small or very big. And then afterwards, I think it would be the thing about the masculine is that it's very much feeling safe, being in your body, understanding that it's very easy to get inside your head. So having practices that bring you back into your body, connecting to your heart and cultivating your energy and your tendencies to kind of get rid of your energy. So I'm, I'm, you know, masculine men we're talking about here, right? So like men are taught to get rid of their energy right away. Look at sex. It's the exact same thing. You guys are taught to like come fast, like just do the shit and just let it out versus like cultivating it and being with it and like enjoying it and feeling safe, holding all that energy and not getting rid of it. 
And even when it comes to like the materialistic world, it's not a bad thing at all. I love my luxury. You know, we all do realistically. And there's been a distorted vision of it where we've been kind of shown that you can't hold your energy, like buy more, spend more, consume, like it's never enough. So can we look at how we consume our energies? How do we cultivate our energies? How do we feel safe being in our bodies with all this energy? How long can I hold it? How long can I be with it? Can I trust it? Can I love it? Can I breathe more into it? Can I just let it be what it wants to be? And now the energy becomes more cultivated, more safe. Like, okay, I can I can hold this. This feels good. That's so true. I I'm just I'm just seeing like all the problems men suffer with, and it's like the common themes you hear about that is like guys who have porn addictions mm-hmm. or like gambling addictions it's all these things that are just quick quick release spend, quick, spend, quick spend. return kind of thing mm-hmm. sometimes not even a return but a quick release okay i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna get my phone i'm gonna yeah. read you a post by this teacher that i absolutely fucking love that he posted like two days ago and it's not even just about this but it's it's around this and it's just the way he wrote it anyways i'm obsessed i'm Let's gonna be it. right back <laughs> absolutely we'll continue what's up sammy i could kill a few seconds we could probably just edit this out <laughs> No. No, you guys are following along. I just want to make sure we're plugged in. Imagine just all of that. None of that's in. Is this too much so far or are we good? We're great. This is great. I am... I'm just listening at this point. (laughs) Like, I just have a lot of thoughts. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, because I'm I'm aware that I I could I could literally talk about this nonstop and still be good for like six hours straight. That's so phenomenal. I just want to check in. Go for it. Yeah, you're doing you're doing the work for us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this dude, his name is Chris Bale. If anybody wants to check out his work, um, all right. Overspending your life force. There is a reason behind why most modern day humans move around so exhausted, fatigued, and sick. It's because our society has only ever taught us how to spend. Society is a consuming machine and it convinces people that in order to survive, you must be part of that machine, which is a complete lie. In this day, the person who can spend the most of their own life force seems to be the most celebrated. This image of success is then plastered on every wall so that up and coming humans will assume that this is the goal to reach. Society is sneaky and it does not have your life as a priority. I'm going to repeat that. Society is sneaky and it does not have your life as a priority. Quite the opposite. It wants to feed off your life until you are unusable. Then it moves on to the next. It has even designed things to make you think you are recharging and looking after yourself. Alcohol, Netflix are not recharging you, but rather distracting you from feeling the reality of your excessive spending. They need to keep you distracted so you never make contact with consciousness. One of the most common responses that I hear from people who have taken my advice to come back home to themselves is the vast amount of exhaustion and discomfort that rises up. Of course you're feeling exhausted. For possibly the first time ever, you have sat down and deeply examined your own bank account and you are massively overdrawn. 
When a person feels this alarm, in many instances, they run away, back to the life of distraction, as the reality of their situation is too loud to listen to. But I got news for you. In order to reclaim your pleasure, you must first reclaim your pain. Many want to skip this step. Nope. Get right back to the back of the line. What it really takes to get, ba- to get your life back into your own hands is courage and commitment to what is real. And that in itself can be much too many, much too, but too much for many. The only individuals I truly see make the most profound transformations over an extended period of time are the ones who can no longer put up with their bullshit. One of the quickest ways to have more energy is to stop giving yourself away to all the things in your life which are attempting you, attempting to steal from you. Please wake the fuck up. Lovingly, Chris. I'm just nodding my head. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's so true. Yeah, that was (laughs) well-rounded. That that caught the stragglers. What about this? What about that? No, that's part of the trap. Yeah. It's it's a clean trap. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. It's a sneaky society. Mm -hmm. And we can either make like a big story about it of like, oh, fuck. Or we can just go... Hmm. Okay, as of right now, we'll just do better, be but it, better. It feels like that's the uh, that's the shift that's happening though, because mm-hmm. so many these kind of conversations are so they were so rare before, mm-hmm. and these realizations are like like there's men groups now that mm-hmm. like deal with like there's like this no fap challenge kind of thing, yes, and like things like like no porn challenge and all sorts of different things more so now than I've ever seen. Yeah. And thank God. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. these things are surfacing. Yeah. And it's kind of like the collective energy that we can't contain is just getting there. You well, know? that's the feminine. I'm yeah. like convinced it's the feminine. It's like, it's all, she's so, it's so strong that like people cannot not handle it anymore. That's it. Like they cannot. Then that's why we are seeing like anxiety and like all, like people are like, Oh my God. Like, and they, they can't handle it. Mm. And it's like, yeah, extremes. It's exactly what happened. We were too much in the masculine for too long. Masculine of the system, the school, blah, blah, blah. Do, do, do. Goal, 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 whatever. This whole shit. And we've been suppressing the feminine. We've been oppressing her within ourselves and therefore in the world. It starts within and then without. Yeah. And now it's rising within each and every single one of us, all the feelings, all the energy, all the consciousness, all the all the things and people are like, ah, mm. I don't know what to do with it. Mm. And that's, that's where we get to be like, holy shit, like amazing. I get to have an, a beautiful relationship with this chaos. Yeah. And I get to remember that I'm all the things. Cause that's, that is what the feminine energetic is. It's like, she's all the things. Well, that's the whole thing we talked about with like the Kali Yuga is like the end of the masculine. Mm-hmm. And now we're entering, I don't know the next yuga, but it's like the Kali Yuga is all about masculine dominant force. Mm-hmm. Go, go, go. And then, you know, the next one is like the, I can't f- remember. the four yugas. Anyways, apparently, is it Dharma? Something with a D? Anyway, that's like the next age is the feminine energy. Mm-hmm. And they sh- these, shit, these people map this out. It's like a 22,000 year cycle or something. Wow. And it's like, we're. It's at, about time. Yeah. It's about time. And what I find what I find really interesting is that right now, and I've been talking about this with a friend this week actually, is like there's a lot of like 
you know, male coaches and like these men's groups and stuff like that. And they're like, we need better, stronger men. And I'm like, actually, what's really happening that I don't know if you guys understand, but the reason why you guys are not in your mature masculine is because you're not cultivating your feminine. Mm. So actually look at that shit. Use that. Let that be the rise up with your masculine energy but if you keep being like we need stronger men like you're just perpetuating the problem but you're you're putting on another label with the spiritual sticker on top of it and you're like this is it which is not it it's been that's that's what's been dancing around this whole time yeah like, i'm realizing i don't know i don't want to overcomplicate sometimes and mm-hmm. then be like oh what's going on right. how do you fix it but yeah. there really is this like faux feminine mm-hmm. that also sabotages men huge yeah and i i'm super guilty of that it's mm-hmm. been it's become so obvious and i notice um i guess you know we're talking about extremes a lot yeah it's probably gonna be in the title at this point <laughs> but <laughs> just this idea of like um overcompensating and slingshotting the mm-hmm. other way mm-hmm. and f- you know it's just not in me i'm mm-hmm. not i don't i don't machismo mm-hmm. it's just not it's just i'm mm-hmm. lucky I, it's not there mm-hmm. but in some ways i need to cultivate that mm-hmm. with the that rising chaos right in a in a practical sense it's like mm-hmm. just getting into these mm-hmm. who am i what do i want to do mm-hmm. how do i do in mm-hmm. the b no it's the b in the do I, I both i guess i don't it's know the be in the doing because you can do all the things but if you're from my experience it's not about because think about it you can have two different people doing the exact same thing the doing the exact same shit one is extremely happy successful abundant and the other one's fucking miserable and you're like but they're doing the same thing mm. so what's the difference well it's who they are when they're doing the thing that's what matters. And the being is completely connected to the feminine. So even then I got it backwards. <laughs> I want some, I mean, there. I don't want to throw out this idea that like shifting your environment or mm-hmm. your job or whatever, like in, in the practicum that could help, but maybe it's always temporary mm-hmm. and there needs to be more, I don't know, like being be, yeah, there needs to be more, inner acceptance flow Mm -hmm. like all the stuff that i'm thinking of externally Mm -hmm. functions but needs to be turned inward Mm -hmm. all of it Mm -hmm. oh that's (laughs) 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 and in those moments like so and it's funny because you said it a couple of times and it like keeps popping up in my head it's like uh you keep saying you're just like not an extreme dude right and so like i don't think that's going to take you away from experiencing your own harmony just because you're not extreme right but my invitation for you would be where's your edge like a very loving soft edge like you're comfortable but this feels a little edgy that like can you go there so you're not pushing to an extreme just to experience something the quick hit that you're like longing for can I be calm enough and centered enough where I'm like, I'm here and this is comfortable. And where's the edge? Like, where is just the the tip? And then can I be there? So now you're not. And ideally that's where people should strive to be. So you don't keep perpetuating your own extremes. So if you're not an extreme dude, great, but lean a little bit more into your edges and see how you can be in relation with that. makes sense 
great. Like the opposite of pacing yourself, like someone who will be like sprinting it. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, I don't know, there's no, there's no cool word like that, like pace yourself. But like someone who, let's say in the running analogy, who's going to take a lot of breaks, mm-hmm. it's harder for them. Yeah. They're not in like a momentum, mm-hmm. even though, even though counterintuitively, like you're like, oh no, breaks are good. I'm going to rest. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, nah, man, like that's not how it works. That's mm-hmm. just not how your biology works. And that totally scales up into the the spiritual. Mm-hmm. What's up, Lily? She's hey. feeling it. Hey, doggy. You agree? <laughs> Lean into so your edges, sweet. Lily. Yeah. <laughs> she is with her paw. Yeah. Pretty yeah. girl. Yeah, I think that's like, it's, it's, no matter what, like rest is good. You know, I think, again, if we look at like, how can we cultivate a better relationship with our own feminine energy? There will be times where she's gonna fucking rock it and she's gonna do all the things and she's gonna be online and she's gonna be like working out in the morning. And that was literally me yesterday. It was like, I worked out in the morning, worked out in the afternoon, had so much energy. And I'm not trying to suppress that expression. I'm mm. just gonna let it be what it wants to be. And I'm not going to try to control it or label it or be like, I'm too much this or too much that or not enough this, not enough that. I'm just going to let it be. And mm-hmm. then I always, I know that when I do that one side of things, I'm always going to experience the other at some point or another. Yeah. And I get to fully claim that as well. So that morning that I wake up and I'm like, oh, wow, I don't want to do anything. Great. I get to fucking claim that too. And without guilt or shame. Yes. Like that's like the conditioning we 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 received or we've downloaded from this mm-hmm. sick. Uh, our last guest was calling it like societal hypnosis. A thousand percent. <laughs> I completely agree with this Dr. person. Doctor Ferber. Yeah. It's just like getting Doctor Ferber. Yeah, he was phenomenal. Wow. Yeah. Eighty-seven years old. What? Psychedelic psychotherapist. Amazing. Yeah, coolest dude. I love that. Walks barefoot in his office. Of course he does. <laughs> I thought you almost said he walks barefoot outside. I'd Probably be like, of course too. he does. He's in Florida. <laughs> Who knows? <fuck? laughs> That'd be so awesome. But yeah, but it's that that hypnosis we're all under. Mm-hmm. And it's a sick hypnosis. It's not a good momentum we're all operating mm-hmm. on. Like, look at what we're doing to ourselves and the planet and to everyone. It's not a healthy way to go about life. Mm-mm. But yet we contain it and try to nurture this way of living. Like you just said the word. Nurture. No. Contain. 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 Yeah. You're, people are trying to contain the expression. Mm. They're trying to contain their deepest feminine expression. They're trying to control it. You can't fucking control it. Yeah. Don't do that. When you try to control it, it gets literally, this is why I think most people are sick. I'm not even kidding. I see this all the time in women. For women anyways, our polarities is in our hearts. For you guys, it's in your cocks. But for us, it's in our hearts. So when our hearts are closed up, we are continuously just trying to suppress and keep control the, the biggest expression that like just wants to be wild and express mm. and just out and like but women have been so deeply shamed on so many levels they've been labeled and judged and shamed and i mean back in the day was we we got burned and we yeah. got killed and we got all the things and this is why it's rising now so it's our i always say our energy is our responsibility So now it's our choice to look at that and go, okay, I can see that like, I'm feeling like I need to shrink right now. I need to, I need to dim down my expression because I don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. I don't want, I don't want them to feel small codependent. I don't want to feel it. I don't, I feel responsible for other people's realities. That's codependency. 
Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So in that, we keep shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. And so the energy just keeps getting, it stays in the heart and it's not spreading through the rest of the body. So there's a lack of life force energy through the rest of the body. And a lot of women have autoimmune diseases that nobody can figure out. Mm. There's a lack of life force. Okay. So where does the life force come from? The heart, which is completely connected to also our cervix. Interesting. I, as you're saying this, I have so many examples. Right. Now it makes sense. You're like, oh shit, this person, that person, this person. So even just before coming here, um, I had a call with a client and you know, she had all these stories of like, you know, I self-sabotage and I do this and I do that and I don't understand. And she, she's a great coach and and she wants to elevate. And she's she's like, I don't understand. I know my pattern, my patterns. I'm fed up. I'm fed up. I'm fed up. I don't understand. It's been the same shit for years. Hmm. And all of a sudden I'm like, when's the last time you like got on your knees and just like growled? She was like, what? And I was like, when when's the last time you got primal? She's like, uh, never. Never. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, hmm. So you've never like even allowed your body to have the most wild expressive experience. She's like, no. I'm like, yeah, we're fucking doing that like tonight. Like you're doing this tonight. And basically, and she she realized like even just talking about it, she had all these dreams the last couple of months about this big bad wolf. Like, and it scared her in her dream. Mm. I told her, I said, okay, put yourself in the in the wolf. Like, what is the wolf experiencing in this dream? She's like, well, the wolf's just really big. And I'm like, is he trying to scare you? No, not at all. It's just, it's just really big. And it's like, it's like owning its bigness. Mm. And I'm like, okay, so where are you not owning your bigness? And then she was like, are you saying I'm the, I'm the wolf the whole time? And I'm like, yeah, it's exactly what I'm saying. It's like, you're not claiming that. So whatever you're not claiming, it will, it will claim you. And it will keep coming back mm. and coming back and coming back. And just from that simple shift, now she's recognizing, like, I have not claimed my bigness, my space, my life, my energy, my life force, my expression. A woman without that is not really a woman, Mm. in my opinion. Maybe that's an extreme, but you know what I mean? Well, well, it's definitely not a full expression. And it's like this... Well, it's like a suppressed version of someone. Uh-huh. And when you have that, when when something's not flowing, it's I like your connection to disease because I think that's probably a big factor in a lot of pathologies. It's huge. Is the lack of flow, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, because like I, I studied osteo for a few years and you start feeling bodies and stuff and you start feeling different flows mm-hmm. and some things that are just not moving properly and then you start talking about it even not just the physical body and then there's like a psychological relationship to that area as well mm-hmm. you know and then so if things aren't flowing there the psychological issues as well tied into it it's just disease is going to form and yeah. some type of tension is going to form there i really believe that the body is a full reflection of the subconscious mind 100 <laughs> percent. so it's and it's so easy like when you understand that even the like, environment though a hundred percent yeah it's, it's it's so clear. It's actually like, it's so funny. This shit is so simple. It's so simple. It's fucking simple. Like even with my work, like with my clients, we're talking about something, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, you're feeling this. Great. Where does this in their body? Where yeah. is it in your body? And she goes, uh, uh, oh, oh yeah, actually kind of like what we were doing before the pot where you were like, I'm not really sure. And the second she checks in, she's like, oh yeah, it's in my heart. 
Mm. And I'm like, okay, well, heart's all connected to like love and personal love and self-love and connection and touch. And think of our hands, right? Our hands are connected to our hearts. So like people who have a lot of hand issues, it's like you're trying to grab onto like love and control it. There's no flow. So, okay, let's talk about that. Because mm. your body always shows you what the fuck is up. 100%. It's great. <laughs> it has so such easy. deep wisdom. And we try to, I guess, part of the sick hypnos- hypnosis of society is that we remove that sense of power, mm-hmm. that we have that kind of control over ourselves <laughs> and that wisdom. And now we have to seek outwards for the answers to our inner inner wisdom that we all have. Mm-hmm. And for some people, it's so clear. And other people, it's just like, they might get this little gut feeling of something. Yeah. But it's so small that they miss the de- they miss the sound. Mm-hmm. you know miss the sound it's like a frequency mm. like we're at we're, we're operating on a different beat almost yeah and it's like like you're talking about like cultivating a garden you know mm-hmm. like it takes time patience knowledge it's like mm-hmm. like nature ex- yeah i did that by accident <laughs> 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 but i guess that's why the analogy works like exactly it's, it's literally pathological like you're like the things you do have an effect but it's just like way down the line and Mm -hmm. part of the hypnosis or the sickness is like this um this uh rapidity this like uh ease well dis ease hey (laughs) (laughs) it's all there man no but like it is it like and this is what i find is so exciting it's like it is all here right in front of our faces so clear mm. and everyone is like running around in circles being like i don't know what i'm doing and it's like can you just stop for a second and look just look what do you see i don't know i see a tree okay what about the tree and then again it's like just from that just from that little tiny 10 second process all i really did was go stop and i asked them the questions mm-hmm. Because that's that's really what I believe in terms of like what's important in my work too and like how I can support people best is like I'm not going to tell you what's best for you. You have the answer. I'm just going to make sure that I have really potent questions to help you figure that out. That's it. Well, that's the essence of the word empowering, right? Yeah. You're offering them the space to recognize their divine wisdom mm-hmm. by just suggesting avenues for them to travel through in their mind. Mm-hmm. and in their bodies yeah mm-hmm. that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love my work that's that's phenomenal mm-hmm. for me the the psychedelics has been that tool that allowed me to go through those avenues mm-hmm. you know because it is if done truthfully and correctly you can really uh objectively look at a lot of things in your life mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but there's so many tools like for me that was the one that resonated the most with you know, because I'm very internalized. I internalize a lot. So mm-hmm. my process is a lot internal. Mm-hmm. So psychedelics really just like added a magnifying glass to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would it look like if you externalized your experiences a little bit more? So now I am. Okay. Yeah. This is very new territory for me. Mm-hmm. Like the past few years, even my other pro- project, the Psychedelic Archives, mm-hmm. where it's like a shout out to everyone. You should check that out. <laughs> my other podcast where just a little drop here yeah, and there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just where I'm expressing like deep visual, deep moments in my psychedelic experience. Nice. And that's new for me too. Right. You know, so it's just, I think a lot of it was just going through those avenues internally and now it's starting to, I, I'm kind of familiar with those roads mm-hmm. and now it's able to kind of be expressed outwards, mm-hmm. you know. 
That's great. Yeah. Have you ever listened to, because it's not even a book yet, but it's an audio book, but it's not mm. a physical book, but it's uh, Ram Dass's book, Becoming Nobody. You're the second person that recommended that. Didn't Ferber recommend that? I just heard that book like yesterday. Okay, great. Yeah. Someone, so there's, your, there's your sign. Th- when you hear things twice, you got to go for yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Becoming Nobody by Ram Dass. It's on Audible. I don't think it's an actual book yet because it's his teachings put into a book, but it's on Audible. So it's a lecture of like six hours or something. Okay. He's explored so much with psychedelics. For sure. Right? Yeah. And there's a, there's a part where... Again, he expresses he how he spent years just exploring and like, you know, just constantly being in that space. And this is where I believe there's there's a little disconnection too. And I've experienced that myself, so I get it. Um there's a deep attachment to the high of psychedelics. Mm-hmm. And that's where we have to have really, really, really clean, grounded discernment for when we explore in those fields. Because again, we're still going into like the spiritual. So we're kind of like leaving and we're exploring in there. But just from that, we're still disconnected from our bodies and really being so deeply grounded here in our hearts, in our bodies, fully feeling everything. We're not really experiencing the full human experience. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people especially very spiritual people. There's nothing wrong with this at all. There's no wrong or right. Anything I'm saying is like, it's neither or, it's just an experience. Mm -hmm. But, or and, and, there's a lack of integration. There's a lack of really like, what does it look like when I don't have the books, when I don't have the podcast, when I don't have the psychedelics, when I don't have anything but me? Mm Mm-hmm. What does that look like then? Because people get nervous when they think about that. They're like, uh, uh, I don't know. And it's like, well, maybe you should explore that. Hmm. Because it'll be very uncomfortable. But there's a whole other level of awakening, quote unquote, that happens when we just give ourselves permission to remember that nothing is outside of us. Hmm. That is definitely a lot. It's like overwhelming. It's funny, I, I think about, I feel like every psychedelic experience I ever had has a moment like that mm-hmm. where I'm like super sober all of a sudden. Right. And you just realize that you're like a, a monkey in a room. Yeah. And like you're like you're digesting food and like yeah. breathing. And yeah. you're just like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like it's all so it's icky. gross. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Gro- I guess gross in two senses too. Like it's I, just so physical. It's, it's just I really so real. think it's like normal for like very connected spiritual people. Like it's, again, I was just talking about this this morning. I was telling her, I was like, it's, I think a lot of us are like, why the fuck am I here? Like, we're not like, we're like, what is this meat suit? Literally, like, what am I in? What is this shit? So we keep trying to find the things that take us out, whether it's alcohol and Netflix, sometimes too many psychedelics. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Like, go experience that. And then it's like, come back, come home. Okay. Like, make peace with this feel the sensation of belonging on this earth and really, really integrate that part of you that is literally the most beautiful divine expression of nature. Mm. Like that is you. Your body's fucking incredible. Honor that. Be in that so deeply so that you can fully feel everything and feel safe in that. Practice your own safety in that. Mm. 
I think that's like the real fucking shit. I'm like, that's where I want to be. I love it. Mm-hmm. I I resonate with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, lately, I've been playing with yoga again. I don't know, just <laughs> something I enjoy. Question mark? I don't know why. <laughs> no, but I just because it's it's always been in my life for like a couple of decades now. But mm-hmm. like I I neglect parts of it all the time, and mm-hmm. I just keep coming back to this realization that I need all of them to mm-hmm. just kind of. I don't know, to to learn and relearn things and to totally. maybe just not get bored and mm-hmm. feel like I'm always partaking in some kind of practice and moving mm-hmm. forward in some kind of way. But it does come into this being and this like what's off the mat, like what's useful and and useful is not like pr- production. It's mm-hmm. not this sick masculine. It's really just turning into this like what am I, who am I, where am I, mm-hmm. like in truth, like in mm-hmm. reality, mm-hmm. In, in some kind of altered like a real definition a real usage of the word perfect Mm -hmm. it's already perfect that Mm -hmm. kind of like you move the goalposts, Mm -hmm. and when it doesn't feel perfect you need to shift with it Mm -hmm. you need to see what's going on and and Mm -hmm. reel it in or whatever Mm -hmm. instead of like having to i don't know like swallow some big pill and like pretend it's not happening which is something most of us do i'm Mm -hmm, sure mm -hmm. or start looking to just modify things externally like Mm -hmm. going inward is it's the only way it's but it's like endless i know so it's like it it's it's always the way Mm -hmm. because it's like versatile isn't the word Mm. it's like literally endless Mm -hmm. and i mean that's empowering and frightening at the same time yep Mm -hmm. that's a weird feeling Mm -hmm. and like even just from all of this like what's popping up in in my mind about like just a really beautiful introspective question that we can all have i think it's like what how do i operate in the world when i'm already successful when i'm already abundant when i'm already whole when i'm already healed i have it all like how do i operate then what does that look like? And now we get a taste of like our truth. Mm. It's like, oh, oh yeah, I don't need this. I don't need that. I don't have to do this. It it changes to like an addition. So your energy does not come from a place of lack. It's coming from an, an abundance. And so from that, you're just going to get more abundance mm. and more and more and more. It becomes an addition. It's no longer from this place of like need to do, to fix, to get, to have, da, da, da. It's like, I am whole. I am successful. My friend Jesse always says, uh, my tuition has been paid the second I was born. <laughs> I like, like that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but that's that's, it. that's going from like an acceptance and like a receiving mentality versus that forceful mm-hmm. um well, we spoke that forceful energy that we spoke about before, which will hit so many resistance blocks everywhere yeah. you go because you need this and it's this, mm-hmm. and it's not going to get to you. And it's sometimes it will, but it came at such a cost, you know. But then having that state of like that state of mind where I have everything, I have the abundance, and things are now additions, it just like it's just it's really comes down to intention. Mm-hmm. And then things just start attracting to that intention because there's no the flow is flowing, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a really phenomenal way to look at things. Mm-hmm. It's like a roadmap. I've never seen it so clearly before. This is awesome. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, fucking good job. <laughs> like I 
the resistance is internal. We made that clear. Mm-hmm. So the within going going within and and dealing with that, we went we made that clear. Mm-hmm. That will remove the resistances. That will color everything you do, mm-hmm. and then the external will f- get in line, mm-hmm. sort of, because the internal has been, um, I don't know, accepted and claimed and owned and loved. I wanted to say like cleaned, but yeah. like I, that seemed. That seemed dirty to say, <laughs> oddly enough. but claimed is good because, you know, like this idea of containment and the masculine and feminine mm-hmm. and, and our relationships with each other and with ourselves. There's mm-hmm. so much play without mm-hmm. with those with that push, pull, create, destroy, um, be, do, mm-hmm. you know, you, there's a list I could I could do that forever. But the, mm-hmm. it's it's nuanced. It takes that extra you know, and sometimes stopping, like you said, it. and lately I think a lot of us need to just fucking, mm-hmm. that's like, that's how mindfulness was described to me. Mm-hmm. It's like master pausing, mm-hmm. you know, like I imagine you're playing that. a video game and you yeah. just, you could you're like, oh no, this, I'm dying, like pause. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. It makes the game 10 times easier. Yeah. So do that. Do, that with, do that with life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you can't sometimes. Got to wake up. Got to go to work. Gotta, nah, nah, nah. But there's always this. I really space. believe you always have a fucking choice. Well, because that, really that word do. can't is a little bit too strong. Because feel like you can't. Feel like, feel you like can't. I yeah. definitely that's do. The, that's where the yeah. pause can come in. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah. It's like a way of being more than an actual time space, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe pausing when you can gives mm-hmm. you that space, whatever that is, just mm-hmm. that. I don't know. It's like a cultivation of 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 being. Mm-hmm. There's no other word. I'm trying to be fancy, but it's just being. It's yeah, just it's it's literally just being. Yeah. Have you guys ever read or heard of Neville Goddard? He's like the OG Joe Dispenza from like the 1800s. No, Neville this guy. Goddard. I've heard that. Yeah, he is like epic. Like all his books are like old ass English. Like it takes a little. Like you like your your brain's got to process like what the fuck he's saying. Incredible dude. But one of my favorite quotes from him is. Uh, men who, hold on. It's something along the lines of a man, woman, whatever, old English, man who tries to uh, change the world by changing the physical reality is about as fruitless as a man who doesn't like to see what he sees in the mirror and punching it and trying to change the way he appears. And the lesson behind this is literally just like, okay, you want to change how you look? You're really going to punch the mirror and hope that you change the way you look? That's not how it is. Mm. You have to go within and you have to change how you perceive yourself. And he talks about uh, uh, self-conception, which is really interesting because now the word conception is like conceiving something. Mm. So it's like the the creative force, like the cr- the creation of something that your con- your conception of yourself is how you create your reality. And it's so funny because again, people are so um, addicted to, I think personally, uh, maybe it's a little judgmental, but I think people are so addicted to feeling the feeling of feeling special or being special that they're going to, by trying to change the world, they're going to keep doing the things in the world. Mm but they will never look at their own shit and they will never actually understand that if we're all energy and if everything's energy and if everything is like an internal game that shows up in the physical reality, because that's really what's happening all the time. I've experienced it firsthand many times. Mm -hmm. What are we doing? Like what a waste of time. 
it's a huge distraction. Massive. I've, I've, def- I've personally played with both extremes, which right. goes against what I said before, <laughs> but I've definitely, I guess we all have extremes. A hundred percent. That's interesting. But uh, yeah, like, um, wow. Gone. See ya. Came and went. <laughs> oh, I, I can't even, it's hard to put into words. <laughs> I give up. I'll just, okay. I'm <laughs> like, it's great. It's awesome. No attachments. Just let it flow. Exactly. No resistance. On that note, I think maybe we cut it here. Oh, wow. It's I didn't even see the time going. Isn't that crazy? I mean... I talk so much. Uh, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it, it, How's it, your heart rate? You want to check now? No, I'm, I feel Actually, check okay. now. Let's see. I'm That'd curious. Sabby's like resting heart rate was 170. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let's find out. That's wild. Now it's like 45. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. No, it's like 90. <laughs> it's a lot better than 120, 130. That's great. I got to do some. You got to do something. something. <laughs> um, that was really nice. Yeah. Thanks for coming. That was really cool. Thank you for having me. It was great. For uh, whoever's like listening to this, I had to like... <laughs> plow my way through here after a snowstorm that came out of nowhere <laughs> i made it 45 minutes later yeah. but i made it we made it happen made it happen without any assistance shoveling you did it all on your own i did because people don't always help <laughs> we should all help that's i agree yeah. if there's one thing you can take away from today just like yeah pause mm. look around you and check like does anyone need support right now and that does like such a massive change for someone and you don't even notice it might be so small for you Mm -hmm. but like it really does it can change someone's life as crazy as that sounds but you know not crazy yeah i love it do you want to maybe do you have anything to tell our audience that to check you out if they want to see your work or anything fuck yeah come into my field please come on in the more the merrier um yeah that's what it's okay it works <laughs> <laughs> my brain was like wait a second i'm all fucked up now my, my words are all wacky um it's contagious yeah <laughs> um i'm super active on instagram so mm. you can find me there at tashacreddle.com i'm basically everywhere tasha Credle. so tasha and my last name is Credle k-r-e-d-l um and then i have a podcast uh your expansive self I have been coaching for like four years now, which has been crazy. Mm. Yeah, it's been really potent work, um, nice. taking things to the next level. I actually just incorporated my company in the U.S. yesterday. Hey, congrats. Yeah. yeah, I know. I'm really <laughs> excited. Um, and yeah, we just really, my intention with my work is to create a safe space um, even though I hate that people keep using that so much lately. It's like, I'm, my, my space is safe. And you create your own safety and you are welcome to feel into how much safety you want to feel in my space. Mm. And um, we go to, yeah, depths that can feel really uncomfortable and, but really bring you back into that place where you really know and anchor into the truth that nothing is outside of you. Boom. And that healing is you are a self-healing organism which happens naturally when you come back in that place which is amazing your wealth expands your health expands you become wiser life is so much better 
So it's great. <laughs> so come on in. Come on in. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> we, we should have had that in the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> we're just going we to right into That was the intro. No, you know what? We're going to leave it like that. <laughs> Fuck it. We're just going to. Because we, the whole beginning, we spoke about how we have labels of like, what do you do for work? What are those? Yeah, so right. I actually prefer we just went right into yes, it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it like honors the conversation of what we were saying. Yeah. It's cacophonous. Cacophonous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I love I love just stating that I'm a, I'm a human who supports humans. And that's it. That's really that's what perfect. it is. Yeah. And we should all strive to be something like that. A human to su- that supports humans. It's just, it's, it feels so much better too. Like there's no pressure on me to be this big thing. I'm mm. not a guru. I don't need to do shit. I just, I am doing me and I'm at the top of my mountain and it feels fucking great up there. Mm. And guess what? There's a whole path paid for you and you can come whenever you want to and join me up there. Nice. It just yeah. it reminds me of a story like our facilitator for ayahuasca, like he helped this woman so much. Apparently her psychologist was like mm-hmm. stumped by her mm. and she did like a five MEO ceremony with him. Fuck I don't yeah. think I know this story. Uh, maybe. No, I don't think you do. And then, <laughs> well, now there's a lot of pressure on this story. It's not that great. <laughs> I want to hear it. I'm so, in. So, it's but it's just like, um, so the psychologist called him is like, like, what did you do? Like, she's, she's great. She's like, like years of heal healing right. happened in that one, one session or a few sessions. And he's like, what's your label? What's your title? Like, what, what school did you study mm. at? And he's like, oh, I, I didn't study any of these schools. I'm just a friend. <laughs> and that was his label. I like, I'm just that. a friend. You know, I was just, <sighs> I'm just there for her and I'm just a friend. And the psychologist was like scratching his head. Like, what the fuck? Like, I've spent my whole life, you know? But it really comes back to that. Because in that, I really, really believe that healing happens when we remember that we're not broken. When we get witness in our vulnerabilities to remember that we are whole. Boom. So true. That. And that can take literally five minutes. And it's just like, a, you know, a nuclear explosion in your spiritual path. Then and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. All the shit that I was trying to do to be like enlightened or whatever or healed. Yeah. All the <sighs> all the years of dissecting every pattern and this yeah, and that man. And looking at this and then yeah. and understanding this and oh, oh. And it's not to not do that because no, I love doing that. Yeah. But have the intention to be playful with it. Exactly. That's the real shit. That's the juice. It's like just go in and have fun. Have with fucking it fun. And play yeah. and like discover and like, oh my God. Oh my God. And it's exciting and it's great. Yes. And like let the rest go. That's it. That's it. Amen, everyone. Yeah. Aho. Aho. <laughs> Stay curious. <laughs> Stay curious with the curious gems. Yes. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for coming. That was awesome. Yeah. Pleasure. Yeah. Oh.